Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. We're going to continue with uh, looking at uh, concerning faith, the seed of faith. And uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, of course, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we've talked about this at length, so we'll just touch on it briefly. Of course, faith is the conviction that something is true. Uh, it is that conviction that something is true is the substance, the grounds, the conviction, the uh, uh, title deed. And then it says, of things hoped for, that that is hoped for is a picture or a desire, and it is evidence. It says, faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence of things not seen yet. Evidence just means proof. And we talked last night that if faith is the evidence, then how do I know I have faith? And we went through at length, how do I know I have faith? And uh, it's so important because this, notice these verses do not say that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things uh, that do not exist. It says that it's the evidence of things that you don't see yet. All right, It's, it's very important that we understand that where faith is concerned, because, just because you, where spiritual things are concerned, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Amen. 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 That, that we operate in three dimensions as, as human beings. We operate in three dimensions. We are three-dimensional characters. God operates in at least the fourth dimension. And the fourth dimension is a dimension that I can't see with my natural eye, but I can tap into it by faith. Glory to God. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. And there have been people that we respect greatly and know that have went into that fourth dimension. But you've got to understand to operate by faith in any area just because I can't see it is not evidence that it doesn't exist. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It just exists in an area that I don't see it yet. Yet. Amen. Faith is the spiritual force that contacts God. Yes, sir. That's why he said, and we'll get into that verse in a moment. That's why he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Mm. Amen. I, I'm telling you, what we're going to see in these days that we're living in it, is a revival of walking by faith. Yes. It's a revival of walking by faith. Amen. What's being, what's being uncovered in the days we're living in is the facade of, of, of a, of a uh, marketable Christianity and an entertainment-based Christianity. And when the problem hit and the trouble hit, it fell apart like a $2 watch because it wasn't founded on faith. Amen. Faith is the substance. 
That's why the Bible over and over again, the book of Acts, calls what we believe the way of faith. It is the way of faith. Faith is not a car, a house, a suit of clothes, or money in the bank. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is how we're supposed to live. We live by faith. We get everything we need by faith, but we live by faith. We contact God by faith. We pray by faith. We believe by faith. Everything we do is by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and those that have abandoned the word of faith, they're either going to come back or they're going to keep going down a slippery slope because you cannot, you cannot abandon the answer and expect to succeed. Oh, hallelujah. Faith is the spiritual force that deals with the spiritual. And, and we said the other night, just as our five physical senses deal with the natural world, you, you need your five physical senses to deal with the natural world. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. If one of your five physical senses are suspended or taken away, you're at a deficit. Yes, if you can't see, you're at a deficit. Yes. If you can't smell, you're at a deficit. If you can't hear, you're at a deficit. Is that right? Well, faith is that spiritual force that deals with the spiritual. If you take faith out of the equation, you're at a deficit spiritually. You you can't receive from God, you can't believe God, and you can't please God. Because it requires faith to please God. That's why people get into a problem when they try to emphasize And and I'm going to say this, grace over faith. The Bible doesn't say without grace you can't please God. It says without faith you can't please God. And, and, And people will try to say, well, I'm pleasing to God without faith that they please God. And, and they're doing it just because the message sounds good. You've got to put faith in what God did for you, which is called grace, in order for it to operate in your life. Grace is not just God not being mad at you. Grace is the power and the ability of God able to be used on your behalf. And you've got to believe that right now you've got to have faith that grace is working, that the power and the ability of God is working in my life. When you take faith out of the equation, everything that Jesus bought for you, everything that Jesus paid for is not working. Because you've got to have faith that you're righteous. You've got to have faith that you're holy. You've got to have faith that you're sanctified. You've got to have faith that you're in right standing with God. You, right, you've got to have faith that you're his child, his son, his daughter, that he loves you the same way he loves Jesus. Amen. So you take faith out of the equation and you're at a deficit. Have I told you I'm excited for you? Because something good's about to happen to you. Amen. Something good is about to happen to you. Oh, glory to God. So like our five physical senses deal with this natural world, faith is the spiritual organ or the spiritual hand that I contact the spirit with. You can't contact it any other way other than by faith. 
Enoch came in such contact with the spiritual world by faith that God just took him. He got so close to God by faith that God said, well, we're closer to my house than we are to yours. Let's just keep going. Amen. Now think about that. Now, obviously, we're not looking to be translated as Enoch was, but how the, what determines how close you can get to God is how much faith you operate in. You understand? That determines how close I can get to the things of God. There are people that think you got to pray more to be closer to God. Or you got to fast more. you got to read more. All those things are important. We do all those things. But what the most important thing is and what the Bible says over and over again, you got to believe God. you got to believe that God is who He said He is. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. What was Enoch's reward for diligently seeking God? He was translated. He didn't see death because he had this testimony that he pleased God. Isn't that an, wouldn't that be great that somebody looks at you and says, boy, they please God. They just, they please God. And, and, and I know there are people that preach, well, we all please God. Mm. You got to violate scripture to say that. Because it says you got to please God through faith. Is that right? That doesn't mean everybody's not forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. He contacted the spirit world. To operate in the supernatural or to receive from the supernatural, we have to live, walk, and operate in and by faith. To operate in the supernatural, to receive from the supernatural. The supernatural is supposed to be natural to us. And the more, the, more, the more you walk in faith, the more natural the supernatural becomes. Oh, hallelujah. Look at, look at Hebrews 11 there. Hebrews 11, verse 5. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The way of faith. The lifestyle of faith. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God translated him. Why did God translate him? For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. That, was, that was his testimony. It was, in other words, it was testified before God took him. Everybody that knew Enoch said he pleased God. Yeah. It was known that Enoch pleased God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But without faith, now notice that. He had this testimony that he pleased God. And then the writer of Hebrews says, but understand something. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And notice how it tells us that Enoch did this by faith. And then it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, number one, that God exists. And number two, that he is a rewarder. Of those that diligently seek Him. So your diligent seeking of God will not go unrewarded. Is that right? And God, God exists. So Enoch believed that God existed and that God was a rewarder 
of those that diligently seek Him. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. When you read Hebrews 11 over and over again, and I've taught on this in two series, By Faith and By Faith 2.0. When, when, when you look through Hebrews chapter 11, it, it says in the neighborhood of 30-something times that, that these heroes of faith did things by faith or through faith. By faith, over and over again, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Moses, by faith, Noah, by faith, Joshua. Amen. The, and and, and, and the, the preposition by denotes how something occurred. They did it by faith. They did it by faith. Think about the things they did by faith. By faith, the children of Israel compassed the walls of Jericho about. Yeah. Amen. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. People say the ram's horn, the shout. The Bible says it was faith. Faith took the wall down. Faith split the Red Sea. Faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Moses, Moses tapped into a New Testament aspect of faith because the Bible says that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Moses put his faith in somebody that he could not see. The he that he put his faith in was in Jesus Christ. The one that the, one that the Bible would eventually say was raised up to be a prophet like unto Moses. Moses had such great faith faith that God said Jesus was a prophet like him it didn't say Moses was a prophet like Jesus it said Jesus was a prophet like him amen yeah but Moses messed up his mess up didn't change how he walked in faith he got over in the flesh we, we've all got over in the flesh it doesn't change what we believe about God hallelujah but Enoch Whew. You know, Enoch was just a young man when he went with God, 300 years old. <laughs> right? Well, consider at that time they were living to be 950, 940. Right? But he sa it says before God took him, he had this testimony. We could say this, that he walked by faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. See, for anything to please God in the church, it's got to be done by faith. It's got to be done by faith. There's a revival of walking by faith that's coming back. I'll say it one more time. There's a revival of walking by faith that's coming back. Because you can't have a move of the Spirit and not have a move of faith. And you can't have a move of the Spirit without having a move of faith. Amen. Oh, glory to God. So Hebrews 11 tells us what can be done by faith. And then it tells us we can't please God without faith. Now, some people get hung up there. Well, now don't tell me I don't please God. I didn't say that. It says, without faith, you can't please God. Every Christian has faith. Why? Romans 12, 3. Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, considering God has given to each man the measure of faith. Is that right? 
a measure of saving faith. Charles Capp said the measure was the Word of God, that God has given every Christian, Christian the same measure of faith. Well, either way you believe, it's fine with me. But here's the bottom line. Everybody's been given the measure of faith. It is a misnomer and a wrong statement and an ignorant statement to say you're a Christian and you don't have faith. You have faith. You have starter faith. Now, you got to build your faith. Your faith can grow exceedingly. Is, is that right? But you have faith. Everybody has that spark of faith. So everybody has faith. Every Christian has faith, but every Christian doesn't live by faith. Galatians 2.20, you know what it says. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Now people say, well, what is that? A statement of faith. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Is that right? Now, I know it says the faith of the Son of God, but he's saying, for the sake of what we're teaching on, I live this life in the flesh, and I live it by faith. You're living a life in the flesh, and you have to live it by faith. Why? We live by faith. Is that right? In Romans, uh, 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 Romans chapter 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith. Amen. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith. Living by faith is not what many think it is. Living by faith is settling once and for all that you believe everything that God said about you. Amen. I grew up in a generation that believed living by faith wasn't working. Now, I hope we've got past that. Right? But when a preacher would say, well, I live by faith, what that mean, meant was I don't have a job. Give me some money. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not living by faith. Living by faith is not, not taking medicine. Living by faith is not not going to the doctor. Living by faith is not refusing to work. Living by faith is not ever is not never getting a loan for something. Are you are you following me? That muddies the water. Well, if you was in faith, you wouldn't go to the doctor. Well, that's a lie. Well, if 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 you were if you were living by faith, you wouldn't have had to get a loan. Well, that's a lie. I might be building my faith. God wants you debt free, but you got to start where you're at and call it success. You got to start where you're at and say, "This I've I've done the best I can up till now, and maybe it was good enough, maybe it wasn't, but I'm now I'm going to start living by faith, and I'm going to believe everything God said about me. That is living by faith. Everything God said about you." A life that pleases God is more than just avoiding sin. Are you following me? I mean, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal denomination. Amen. We talked right and spit white. Hallelujah. Some of y'all remember that statement? 
That, that, that means we didn't put a little pinch between our cheek and gum. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, the preachers would preach, and they'd say, well, you know, you may not go to hell for smoking cigarettes, but you'll smell like hell here on the earth. I don't agree with that, right? But here's the point. So they taught real hard and heavy on avoiding sin, but they didn't tell you what to put your faith in so you could avoid sin. Amen. Don't lose me now. So if someone's constantly saying, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, what's your question going to be? How do I not sin? You're telling me don't. How do I don't? Because you got to believe something about yourself other than just don't sin. Isn't that what Paul said in Romans 7? He said, I wanted to do the right thing, but every time I would try, the law would revive and I would die. The law would come back, and I would see how far short I was falling. And and he said, here's what I figured out. If I put my faith in Jesus Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who do not walk after the flesh but after the Spirit. For I have put my faith in this, that the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Is that right? Yes, sir. So you gotta, you 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 you've gotta settle once and for all everything God said about you. I am what God. That that statement should take on a new gravity. I am what God says I am. The church needs that more than ever right now. We are an undefeatable force. I want you to know that you're a part of the, of the body of Christ. And, the, and Jesus himself said that we are the church of the living God. And that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. If I hear one more preacher talk about how the church is weak and the church is in trouble and the church has dropped the ball, the church cannot be defeated by the very gates of hell. Can't happen. You will never see the day that the church falls apart. You'll never see the day that the church loses the battle or the war. You'll never see the day that the enemy rules in our nation, in our state, in our city, because the church is here. And you got to put faith in that. Yeah, but the latest poll says, I could give a rip what the poll says. What's the word of God says? This is the poll I'm concerned about. 100%, God says 100% the church cannot be defeated. 100%, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. 100%, my people are more than conquerors. 100%, my people can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. 100%, you cannot be defeated. You cannot be backed down. 100%. Woo! Thanks be unto God that always causes me to triumph. Amen. Glory. Amen. This is the flow of these meetings. We're moving somewhere. We're going somewhere. You are not going to be where you were at the end of this week. I don't know where God needs to move you, but you're moving there in the name of Jesus. I don't know what. There's some stakes. 
There's some stakes in your life that God's pulling up. He's saying, I'm lengthening your cords. I'm strengthening your stakes. I'm making a bigger place. Hallelujah. You got to believe that. You got to believe that. That's what pleases God. What pleases God is that you just believe what He said. If He said it about you, I'm that. If He said it about your life, that's it. That's what I am. I, I am the father of many nations. I don't see it. I'm, I'm still oh, almost 100 years old and my wife is still barren. But you said I'm the father of many nations. So I'm the father of many nations. I'm just going to start calling those things that be not as though they were. And the things that I'm calling will show up because it's a biblical principle. As I call it, it comes. Ah, have I told you I'm excited for you? Something good is going to happen to you. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Don't, 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 don't. You, you, you believe what faith says. Amen. Don't, don't, don't. Amen. Don't just let those things tag in and tag you. We are what God says we are. You got to believe that. Amen. We are the pillar and the ground of the truth. Amen. That the church is the anchor for the world. We are the hope of the world. God placed the church in the city, in the state, in the nation as a light. He showed Jesus Christ walking through the seven golden candlesticks in the book of Revelation. And he said those candlesticks are the church. That the, 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 the messenger is the pastor. And he said what happens is when the church starts acting like they shouldn't be acting, their candlestick can be removed out of its place. God placed us in Little Rock. God placed us in DeSoto, Kansas. God placed us where he placed us. We are a light of the gospel a light of the word of faith, a light of hope, a light of joy, a light of overcoming. We are the church. Mm. You got to believe everything that God promised you. Hallelujah. 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 You hear people talking today and, and, and you would think that God has not poured His Spirit out upon all flesh. Like it's something God's still got to do. Revival's coming. My family revival has been here for, according to our calendar, 2,021 years. Revival showed up at the day of Pentecost when those 120 were in the upper room. And they were obeying the words of Jesus. What were they doing? What, what atmosphere did the Holy Spirit show up in? An atmosphere of people walking by faith. They went by faith to that upper room and acted on what Jesus said. And the Bible says as they were in all in one accord and praying that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared close and tongues of fire and set upon all of them and they all spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. 
Glory. Glory to God. Glory. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then it and then it says they all went downstairs. They all went out into the into the public. And it says there were people from all over the world that were there listening to them. <laughs> and it says they all heard every man praising God in his own tongue. And it said, it said they're drunk. And Peter stood up and preached and said, These are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that that was promised of the prophet Joel. What Joel promised was poured out on the day of Pentecost and it has not stopped being poured out from that day forward. We are the Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-filled, Spirit-empowered, Spirit-charged church. We're still full of the Holy Ghost. He's, he's, He's not just sitting on us, He's sitting in us. Jesus said he, he has been with you, but He will be in you. He empowers you to act by faith. He empowers you to walk by faith. He empowers you to see what you can't see with your natural eye. You have the miracle worker on the inside of you. The church is not weak. The church is not powerless. The church is full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 You got to believe that. That's a promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revival's not coming. We're in revival. We've been in revival. There might be a revival of walking by faith that's going to come back. But it's going to come back. And it's going to come back with a tenacity. And it's going to come back with a Holy Spirit infusion. And it's going to come back with wonders and signs and miracles. Why? Because right now the world needs what we have. We are the answer. We have the answer. Glory to God. I, I don't know how else to say it. We just need some old time. Holy Ghost, Pentecost, stomping, shouting, running, jumping. We need somebody that knows how to feel what they believe. We need somebody that knows how to act in what they say they believe. If God said it, that's how it is. If God promised it, I have it. It's mine right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh my goodness. You you know the story of brother John. Brother John was uneducated. Brother John didn't have a degree. He had never went to school. He was just a farmer. And he'd go to that little Pentecostal church that, that didn't want much of the move of God. And, and the Holy Spirit would start moving. And he'd start shouting. And they said, we got to do something about John. <laughs> so the pastor and some of the deacons said, we'll go visit him. So they went and found him plowing with his mule. And they, they stopped him. He said, oh, mule. 
And the pastor came up and said, John, how you doing? He said, I'm doing good. Deacons, you know, talked to him. They said, now, John, we love you. We appreciate you. But we got a problem. He said, every time you come to church and you get shouting, start disrupting. He said, so we're just telling you. If you're going to keep doing that, you can't come to church. John took his hat off, looked at the ground. He said, so you tell me that if I'm going to shout, I can't come to church. He said, that's right. He said, well, you reckon I can shout right here? They said, well, you can shout anywhere you want, just not at church. He said, really? They said, yeah. He said, hold my mule. And just started, amen. That's what we need. We need somebody in the spirit just to say, hold my mule and just shout about what God has done for them. Your shout is evidence that you're walking by faith. Your shout is evidence that you believe everything God said. Amen. The devil says you're not healed. Hold my mule. Glory to God. You're not coming out. Hold my mule. Amen. See, that's elementary. But that's walking by faith. That's walking by faith. Amen. The church doesn't compromise. And we talk about that where sin is concerned. We don't compromise to make people leave us alone. If you're going to walk by faith, people are going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you. If you work every hour they'll give you and kill yourself and never see your family and die young, they'll come to your funeral and talk about what a good guy you were. But if you start talking about how God blessed me and God gave this to me and God did this, oh, he's one of them. He's too far out there. You got to watch that guy. You got to watch this. Hold my mule. Hallelujah. That's important. That's a boy stern. Have I told you I'm excited for you? Something good's about to happen to you. I said something good's about to happen to you. The Holy Ghost is about to hit your family. The Holy Ghost is about to hit your children. The Holy Ghost is about to come into your home like never before. I'm telling you, you're going to walk up on those children and grandchildren. And they're going to be praying. They're going to be seeking God. They're going to be speaking in tongues. They're going to be crying. Why? Because he said, I'll pour my spirit on your sons and daughters. They'll prophesy. They'll preach. They'll sing. They'll shout. Out. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I'm taking it. I see it. I see it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Got to put faith in that. Faith in the Holy Spirit's power to turn things, to change things. 
The Bible says when the enemy has come in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. I'm telling you what, right now the third person of the Godhead is standing between you and what the enemy's trying to do. You're not going to be devoured. You're not going to be overtaken. You're not going to be depleted. God's not going to let that happen. He has dispatched the Holy Ghost to put a stop to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Glory. The Bible says that Saul was yet breathing out threatenings and he received letters of the high priest that he should arrest anybody that he found in that way. The devil hates the way. He hates the way of faith. Because there's no answer for that. You can't argue with a changed life. You can't argue with somebody has been delivered. You can't argue with somebody that was too far gone, but God brought them back. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we had a person come in just the other day, and we were talking to her tonight. She caught us tonight. A young lady showed up just the other day. And I was back here in, in, in my man cave, my pastor cave back here. And Pastor Michelle was right here. And she rang the bell. And Pastor Michelle went and talked to her. And the young lady began to tell her her story. And it was eerily reminiscent of what Pastor Michelle had been through. And she needed a certain amount of money. And Pastor Michelle came to me and said, do you have some money? She said, I, the Lord's led me. I believe we're supposed to help her. And so we, we helped her. And uh, she was trying to get in an apartment. Amen. Needed, to, needed to get in an apartment. Yes, Needs to get her kids back. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we pulled in today and she was changing the, changing the, the garbage bag in, in Subway. And she looked and saw us and said, wait, and ran out. Yeah. Hang on. Went running over to her car. Came, came with the documents. Look here. Got in my apartment. Look, look, I, I, here's my receipts. I'm in my apartment crying. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. We started shouting right in the parking lot. I'm telling you what. God has strategically placed you where you're at. The Holy Spirit is going to get in between you and what the enemy means for your defeat. Said he's breathing out threatenings. Hallelujah. But it says as he went on his way, there shone a light from heaven, knocked him down. And he heard a voice that said, why are you persecuting me? Hallelujah. Who is he going after? The who? The church. Now, the Bible doesn't implicitly say it. But we know from, from, from other stories. What do you think the church was doing? Walking by faith. Walking by faith. <laughs> Praying. Bringing God to remembrance. What did they do in Acts chapter 4 when they threatened them? 
It says they went back and said, Lord, now behold their threatenings and grant your servants boldness that we would preach the word of God and stretch out your hand to heal in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. I believe there's no exact scripture. I believe that's what they were doing. And Jesus personally showed up and stopped it. Yeah, Paul had a call on his life, but he had to stop that. What have I told you? That this is what I'm sensing. The Holy Spirit is now between you and that, and it's been stopped. I'll say it this way. Lord, I'll say that. I'll say that because I know this is a prophetic unction the Lord's given me. You'll not get another bad report about that. You will not get another bad report. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 When people like you all, and I'm, I'm looking around this room... And almost everybody in here has been here every night. I'm telling you something. And those of you that couldn't be here every night, you've been here every night, you could. God bless you. Those of you watching online. But here's what I want you to see. The Bible says when God's people will set their face to hear from God and set their spirit to receive from God, God said, I will answer them. I will show up and I will do great and mighty things in their midst. Things that they don't even know. God is honoring your commitment. God is honoring your desire to see him move in your life I'm telling you it's revival in your family revival in your home revival in your life your recompense is on its way hallelujah glory to God you can't contain the church you can't contain the Holy Ghost. You can't stop what God wants to do. The world can't stop it. The, the government can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. Sin can't stop it. The, a bad economy can't stop it. Because we are supercharged by the Holy Ghost. We are walking by faith and alive by the Spirit of God and living by the Word of God. We can't be stopped. Because there's no natural answer to the supernatural is this all right hallelujah we, we, we could we could talk about very many elementary things but here's what I know there's the supernatural can't be explained I can't explain to you how iron swam but it did. I, I don't know how you're, I, I don't know what's got to work out for you to never get another bad report but God, about that thing. But God said you won't. Because somewhere God's between you and that. What's the Old Testament say about God? He is my shield 
and my buckler. He's my strong tower. He's my hiding place. Uh, the righteous run to Him and they're saved, they're kept, they're redeemed, they're set on high. The enemy would like to get you, but he can't get you because you are set on high. And you might see him jumping and it might look like he maybe can reach you, but he can't reach you because you are redeemed, you are set apart, you are set on high. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 He said, a thousand would fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it wouldn't come near you. I'm excited for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.